the president of the United States saying the thing, we're going to have to fucking keep dealing with the Democrats' bullshit where they're going to come together and we're going to work together. Trump is cool. <laughs> Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode four, part one. Today we're going to talk about how I got into politics and we're going to also take your phone calls and it's going to be a crazy week here on the Mouthpiece. Welcome to the Mouthpiece. Today we're going to talk about me a little bit. We're going to talk about how I got involved with politics, the most divisive subject on the face of the earth. Now, I didn't know this, of course, um, when I somewhat became political in about July of 2015. Um, And I will make no apologies of why I supported our president, Donald J. Trump or why I still support him. There's reasons, which I'll get into, and I really expect my listeners to just kind of listen and get an idea of my thought process instead of running around and calling me a racist and a homophobe and a jackophobe and whatever other motherfucking folk. Oops, I can't curse, sorry. Uh, Matt Savage told me yesterday, he's like, I'm very impressed. I've gone 15 minutes with no F-bombs. I said, I'm trying my best to be professional. But you know what? When it comes to politics, I think you have to fucking lay some fucking F-bombs. So... It all started for me, you know, after my surgery in October of 2014. I was bedridden from six months. Why I was laying in bed in pain every day. Um, uh, My girlfriend told me that I had to pick someone who's running for president. And I had to decide on who I wanted to pick. So back then I people don't believe me and I tell the story all the time is I didn't know what a Democrat was what a Republican was I didn't know shit I I just knew that you know if I liked the person's personality I I voted for him uh, same reason why I uh, I liked Obama you know I I believed in the hope and change bullshit that he passed around for eight years but. I didn't didn't really pay attention to what was going on uh, until the election year. Uh, so I took a survey, the twenty question survey, and it had all the candidates that were running for office. And this is this I say this because I want people to understand a lot of you know I talked to somebody about a month ago when I was playing a private game, and I said. I wanted to write a book called What If We're All Being Brainwashed? And she says, well, we we are all being brainwashed. It just depends what news you listen to. And I said, well, 
I wasn't brainwashed. I never listened to any news when I made a dis- when I came up with who I wanted to vote for for president in 2016. I just you know uh, took the questionnaire and it came back. My candidate was Trump. So I I didn't know that I didn't even know Fox News existed. I just thought it was another news station on another channel. I just, whenever I went to news, I just turned on CNN and I figured, you know, it was all, you know, sensationalized media, but I never in a million years knew that our entire media is completely corrupt and it's complete propaganda on both sides. Um, and you have to kind of flush out the propaganda on the left and the right. But I had no idea. I didn't even know what left and right was when I decided to take the questionnaire. And going back to the questionnaire, one of the questions was, um, do you think you need an ID to vote? And I, I'll never forget this day because I just started laughing. I'm like, what, what, what kind of question is this? Am I reading this correct? I'm like, what do you, of course you need an ID to vote. And they're like, no, no, no. Um, the liberals believe that it's racist to have people use an ID to vote. And I said, come on. I'm like, give me a break. That's That, that can't be. And he's like, no, it's true. He's like, they don't. And then it's like, I looked up and that's what their excuse is. And so now I say that on the left. Now on the right, there's definitely voter suppression, uh, but they suppress votes because the left is busy getting illegal votes. And so they're both corrupt. Then uh, after all the questions that I answered, uh, my candidate came back as Donald Trump being the one would be best suited for my thought process or my values, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so it wasn't like I said, oh, I'm a staunch Trump supporter. No, I fed in a bunch of questions and, you know, I answered them truthfully and uh, it came back as uh, Trump was my candidate. Now, the only thing I did know about politics was the the Democrats like more government and the Republicans want less government in their life. So that was, I've always was a believer. I don't want government in my life. I don't want any part of the government to know anything I do at any time. I mean, if I can help it. Uh, so that automatically st- 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 steered me <laughs> towards the right. I then started uh, following a lot of right-wing people. Uh, And, uh, I mean, I'll I'll be the first to say that I probably, by the time the election came up, I was about 60 to 70% right of center. Uh, And now I'm about 5% to 10% right of center, which is where... Both parties stand on the left or the right. Most people are about 
10% right of center or 10% left of center and everything else is just noise. And uh, I, it took me uh, quite a long time to, to learn this, that it, all the rest is noise. And um, I've learned to decipher between the noise and the politics. Once I got in and um, started watching and everything, and I started tweeting a bunch of pro-Trump stuff, I had no idea that the poker world was turning against me. It really bothered me when I found this out. Uh, I just thought we lived in America a country where you have an opinion, um, you state your opinion, and uh, if somebody has a different opinion, you debate the issues. Well, I also kind of got vocal in the poker world. Matt Glantz, um, he uh, texts me and says, you can't be letting Daniel spoo to 400,000 followers his hate and this Hitler and this and that and so then that's when I jumped on and you know put my opinion up again I did not know how divisive politics was I was just like oh Mac Lance says to don't let Daniel spew all this bullshit Trump's Hitler which the thing that really hurt me a lot in the poker world um, when I became political is and I don't want to name any names the people they know who they are um I would see them and they'd always run up to me and jump into my arms, give me a big hug. Hey, Mike, how you been? I miss you. Give me a kiss on the cheek. Uh, uh, give me a hug. And all of a sudden I would be saying, uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, so-and-so. And they'd be like, oh, hi, Mike. And then they would turn the other way. And I felt it. And I'm not going to lie. It hurt. It hurt me a lot. And um, just like... Um, uh, Vanessa Salps, uh, she, me and her always got along great. Um, and she was just started attacking me on Twitter for being a Trump supporter. And I just said, how could you say all these bad things about me when I've never, I've always stuck up for you. When people said bad things about you, I always stuck up for you. And, and, um, you know, I had your back. She says, well, you're right, Mike, you've always been nice to me. You always have stuck up for me, but but I, because of you, your political views, I, I, I can't listen to your nonsense anymore, your bullshit. Well, all that is, you know, brainwashing. You know, that's it, it's not true, most of it. Most of the stuff that the right says about on, on the left is, 80% of it's false. You know, there's, there's much, there's a lot of truth to it. But, you know, if, if the left is the party of love, then why? When it comes to wanting to talk to somebody about politics, do they call you every name under the sun and threaten to kill you and threaten to beat you up or don't want to ever talk to you again? Is that really the party of love? No, people who love each other. I mean, I'm not changed. I'm the same person I always was. You know, I mean, how do you, how do you, all of a sudden you don't love me anymore because, because I think Hillary Clinton's an evil fucking witch? I mean, <laughs> give me a break. You know, so a lot of, there's also a lot of poker players that, text me a lot I mean ones you guys don't even know about saying thank you for sticking up for Trump thank you for being vocal uh, about politics because they're too much pussies to stick up for themselves because they're they don't they're worried about I mean think about it. we live in America 
And if I wanted to wear a Make America Great Again hat, I, I'm going to be called a racist. I'm going to be called a homophobe, a xenophobe. I'm going to be called all these fucking names because I support our president. Think, think about that for a minute. Think about that. In the land of the fucking free and the home of the brave, you are being censored. I was for Barack Obama when he first was in office. I mean, if uh, the next president in office is a Democrat, I'm, I'm going to support that president. I mean, he's the president of our country. I'm not going to sit there and call, say fuck you to everybody that supports us, the Democrats in office. I mean, it's just I'm never going to do that. It's just it's not the way the country works. So, you know, for you people out there in the poker world and the regular world and that dislike people, that's just because they support a different view that you do, um, think about before you spew the nonsense that you hear on the regurgitated fake news, hateful media. Think about it. That's all I ask people. Think for yourself. It's very important you think for yourself. If you are part of the mob, the group think, where they're telling you what to think, and then you just regurgitate what you see, you become part of the problem, not the solution. I want to help everybody. I've said to a couple of certain poker players that are on the left, let's take a, a, a motorhome and let's drive through middle America. Let's take video vlogs let's talk to people as poker players it's easy to listen to the media and and say this is this this and this because we don't live in the real world but if you really care about people like i do and you really care about what's going on in the country you'll go out and look for yourself and want to make the world a better place I, i knew growing up you know they used to always say never talk politics and never talk religion well I don't know, I always talk religion and nobody had a problem with it, but now I know why they say never talk politics. People take their politics like to the grave with them. They're very, very, very uh, loyal to their politics. But, you know, in this country, uh, you know, I've done a lot of talking and, and, and meeting a lot of people, and I think the funniest thing that, that, that I've learned the most is how the mainstream media wants you to believe that if you're not a Democrat, you're a racist, homophobe, xenophobe, uh, you all know the rest of the phobes. I can't, there's so many phobes, I don't even know what it is. And it, it's so disgraceful and demeaning that I, I, I don't even know where to start, really. I mean, when, when certain poker players... Um, are running around calling Trump Hitler. Trump is not Hitler. Trump is the most pro-Israel president of our lifetime. Now, when you throw the word Nazi around, you know, uh, Trump's a Nazi. Trump is Hitler. Trump's a Nazi sympathizer. Well, you know, this is something I want to just get off my chest, okay? Because... Six million Jews were exterminated by the Nazis. When you start throwing the word Nazi around, which the left does every two to four years whenever there's an election, they throw around racist, 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 white supremacist, Nazi, racist, racist, white supremacist, Nazi, which is complete bullshit, okay? The thing that 
you know, being a Jew, a Jew you know, it, 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 it takes away when you start throwing the word Nazi, Nazi, Hitler, Hitler. Uh, I remember right before the election, even Daniel running around saying, see Kyle to fucking Todd Brunson. Like, you know how, what, I mean, that's like calling a black person, like saying, you're an N-word, or you're a this, you're an, you're, you're an N-word lover, or something like that. I mean, it's disgraceful. And uh, it takes away what, what Hitler really did. So um, I, I just want that to be known that it won't ever, because I, somebody has a different view of the world, start calling them a Nazi sympathizer because that's fucking bullshit. I just, you know, I want to let that know and be known. If you want to come on the show, call in and debate me about any issues. Well, let's, let's, let's talk. Let's debate. Not, I, but if you want to come on, I want you to tell me why Trump's so bad for the country. If, if anybody wants to do that, I'm more than happy to talk to them. And we'll be right back on The Mouthpiece. The Mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. This is Congressman Billy Long from the great state of Missouri, and you're listening to The Mouthpiece. Now we're going to take some phone calls. They should be controversial this week, so light up the line. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you, sir? Good. Who's this? Good. This is Jason from Ponce Inlet, Florida. Love your book, Check Raising the Devil. Big oh, fan. Twitter good. fan. Good Thanks, to talk Jason. to you. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, small business owner. Um... I'm basically everybody that the uh, liberal mindset hates, and they right. say awful things. I'm not a Fox News person. I'm not a Rush Limbaugh person. I'm right. not a this or that, uh, you know. But I do have feelings on libertarianism and freedom, right. which that I they feel are very important. Yep. Enough to get me blocked by Kid Poker. Yeah, well, <laughs> he has blocked me on Twitter. Well, on Twitter, the, so. the, the thing, if you know, if you don't agree with. The left, that you're a racist, homophobe, you know the you know the whole chant. So right, well, and you know, and that's the thing. I don't disagree with the left. I think me it, neither. Uh, it, 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 exactly. I think people all need to be taken care of every way, shape, Everyone. and form. Right. It's just the manipulation of the left, mm-hmm. faking that they care. That's what gets me all upset. Exactly what I I did on my opening monologue. They pretend they're the party of love, but they're the party of hate. Okay? they If you disagree with them, they hate you. They don't want to debate it. This is the way it is. And listen, I, there's a lot of things about Trump I want to, I could call out, but I don't because the the corrupt media is busy spinning false narratives left some left and right and so it's tough to just keep bashing him over the head you know what i mean so. absolutely i don't like trump but he is he is a, he is like the floor he's the he he runs a, you know he's the floor of a casino right. he runs a business he's running certain things 
you know, I ask him to do certain things, and I hope he falls through, and he's followed through with them. Right. Do I like him? No. And if we like any politicians, we're in a Thank bad you. Thing, any one of us. This is not a popularity contest. I said the same yes, thing. You know, when I first got into politics, I was really pro-Trump because I was a little, mm-hmm. I was pretty far right because I didn't know any better. And uh, now I'm, I'm probably about five to 10 degrees center right. But mm-hmm. I know what, what, the policies of the left did to small business owners like you. I know mm-hmm. what Obamacare did to, to small businesses like you. Um, and, and, and people that just don't know any better, they just spew out shit like, oh, he's so awful. All he does, who gives a fuck if he throws a white lie here and there? What's he doing for the country? And right now, your life is a lot better off than it was two years ago, correct? Absolutely. For a perfect example now, April 15th tax day, small business. You know, we look at a millennial generation and a lot of our generation, too, we're the same age, Mike, Mm -hmm. that, you know, the IRS code is so confusing, alternative minimum tax, these things, tax breaks, it's it's all smoke and mirrors designed by both both parties to make us feel like idiots. Right, and that's why Trump doesn't release his tax return because it's too complicated and they'll have like thousands of liberal uh, people, Democrats, just tearing apart every single part of his tax return to try and find how he paid the least amount possible. And everybody knows, anybody tells me different is just an idiot. You, You file your taxes, you pay the least amount that the law requires you to pay. That's it. Absolutely. And the AMT is a perfect example. If you're a Bellagio 2040 game player, you're a single person, you make 500 grand a year single without kids, without this, without any deductions, the AMT will tear you apart. Right. Just like it does small business. Right. That has been granted up to 750 and a million for married and this and that. So what has happened is it really made the AMT work for small businesses. Especially people that have 20, 30 employees, especially like Absolutely. that. People don't, and they don't, millennials, especially, they have no idea. They what have no clue. And the same with the people in the poker world, because I, like I said, I, I, I don't live in the real world. I don't know what you just said. I don't know nothing about it. I've learned by reading about what uh, these policies have done to small businesses and, and how since Trump's been in office, how, how the, I, I, the thing I get the most is, oh, the economy took off on Obama's policies. That's, that's the joke of it all. That's, that's the funny thing. You know, so you can exactly under Obamacare and even before Obamacare as a small business person for me, just to have insurance with a $5,000 deductible is the premiums on that. It's almost $20,000 a year. Yeah. And people are thinking, oh, AOC, everybody, you know, all this. Yes, I would love to give my employees insurance on all that. But it doesn't come for free. I don't get it for free. (laughs) You know, I can go fall down a set of stairs drunk at the Bellagio. That's out of my pocket. I I don't get paid. I don't get insurance under five grand. But that's all propaganda. That's the left wing propaganda bullshit that they're looking to get votes, you know, get the right wing propaganda, the left wing propaganda. But it's just like the thing is, is I don't I don't know what they're running on in 2020 beside Trump. Bad, orange man, bad, and um, 
Uh, we're going to give you free, 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 which is all bullshit because there's no such thing as free. You know that. I know that. And uh, they're just, they just lie to try and get votes. There's, there's no, they're, they're all dishonest. Like you just said, politicians are all dishonest anyways. So fucking, if you, if you dislike Trump because he throws a white lie that his dad was born in in Germany when his grandfather was born in Germany and his dad was born in New York and then you just tweet about it nonstop. I mean, really? That's what you give a fuck about? You know, start caring about what's like people like you with a small business, how you survive and how people in the, in the country survive. And that's what matters. And I'm really glad you called in. And Mike, I think you're absolutely right. And you touched upon this on your tweets earlier. History repeats itself. Correct. And we talked about how the level of anti-Semitism is rising in this country. Right. And history does repeat itself. Right. And what's not being taught in history right now, the first people that went into the Socialist Party of Germany that started cheering for Trump mm-hmm. were the media and, and, uh, and the you. artists. They're Thank the you. first ones that said, this is a second coming. Yeah. We need to do this. Yeah. And it was all the opposite uh, world that we're living yeah. in now. It's just like if you basically say, if, if I'm cheating on my wife, what you do is you say, you're cheating on your wife. You know, they yeah. do the opposite world to everything. And now we want oh, it wow. to repeat itself. And it's so sad. It's exactly what I tell Whatever the left media is telling you that, the people on the right are doing is what they're doing, okay? And and I've been saying this now for a year and a half. And believe me, I, I'm like you. I think fucking Trump's a buffoon. I mean, the things he says are ridiculous, okay? But the bottom line is this. He knows what he's doing. Think about, all you have to do is this, okay? When he praises Putin or Kim Jong-un, he's schmoozing them because that's how you make deals with people. Does he really want, do the the left really want him to go out on on TV and say, fuck you, Vladimir Putin, fuck you, Kim Jong-un, you you don't care about rights, you don't care, we're going to, they're going to fucking want to bomb, kill you. I mean, like, what is wrong with these people? I just don't get it. Absolutely. Playing them like a pillow. Uh, exactly. Playing him like, uh, yeah, just like Phil Helmuth, how he talks to people at a table. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just exact that you play opposite world. It's stuff Ab- like that. Absolutely. You have to fucking when you to get what you want in in the real estate world of New York City, you had to fucking cut throats left and right, schmooze, lie, all that shit, and that's what Trump does. And you either. Accept him that he's making the country a better place for people like you, or you just fucking say fuck Trump because you don't like how he talks or you don't like how he offends people. Big fucking deal. Woo, boo, fucking who? But you know what? Trump is a useful idiot that's running things correctly. Correct. But exactly what I tell people. He is a useful idiot. He is an idiot. He's He's a useful idiot. Right? I tell people all the time. Do you want somebody that talks perfect and to your face that destroys the country that that oh these are the values I look how good he is look how great like Obama is the greatest speaker of all time okay or do you want somebody that's a fucking complete idiot that fucking gets things done but the mainstream media exactly. won't let you know what he gets done you know as a business owner what he's done for you oh. okay 
Thanks for having me on. I'm a you, huge fan. You got it. Even all your liberal I, – I don't know how you sit at a table because I'm uh, sure most of you, well, your table mates are – Well, it's, it's you know what hurts so much is I was like – Except for loved, Todd, I'm sure. I feel it. I, I was always like the most loved person in poker. Everybody, whenever they saw me, gave me hugs. Ah, da, da, my mic was – and now it's like, hey, how's it going? And you see them turn their back. You could see it. You could feel it. Um, I, I – I don't know how to explain it, but you, I feel it and, it and it hurts. And in this country over politics, for people to think you're less of a person or you don't love somebody as much over a political idea is ridiculous, man. So, Well, let me just finish this conversation by quoting uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, uh, George Carlin, uh, one of my favorites. He's a liberal from the Northeast, but whatever. He had said it best. He said, political correctness is fascism pretending to be manners. And that's what we're up against. It's true. It's true. Even Daniel's against political correctness. He's been calling it out a lot. So, you know. Great. All right, my man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Always a fan. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Mikey, what's up, brother? What's going on? Who's this? This is MAGA. MAGA, what's going on? What's up, Mikey? Trump and Trump only. Trump and Trump only. I love it. Only Trump. Listen, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some phone calls from people that don't like Trump just to hear why so then I could debate them and fucking mash them across the face. But uh, it's all good. Mikey, as an Israeli, how can I not like him? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know Thank you. I tell people all the time, how could you be Jewish and not like Trump? I don't get it. I will never get it. So explain to me a human garbage like Bernie. That is human Bernie garbage. He says he's Jewish, but he's the most anti-Israeli human in the face of the earth. But go, go ahead. Mikey, check his schmackle. He's yeah. not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mikey, funny. I'm telling you, I don't understand those Jews, Mikey. Explain to me. No, Explain I don't. Explain to me how they cannot support Trump. I don't know. I, I because, because the mainstream me media, the mainstream media has them has them believing that that because the old Democrat Party was was good for for Israel, and the new Democrat Party are anti-Israel, fucking anti-Semite, fucking communists. That's all. For sure. And Obama was no better. No, oh, he was the worst. My God. I suffered for eight years, Mikey. I know. Eight years. Thank God. Thank God we got we got uh we got Trump. Yeah. Uh, believe me, as uh, listen, I tell people all the time, um, as a Jew, I want what's best for Israel. And I was telling a lot of my Israeli friends, well, who do you think is going to be best for Israel? I said, there's no doubt Trump was going to be better for Israel because, first of all, his grandkids are Jewish. Ivanka, uh, she converted to Judaism. So, of course, he's going to be pro-Israel. And they're all saying, oh, Hillary will be more pro-Israel. I'm like, no fucking way. And so, uh, you know, now we have the most pro-Israel president of our lifetime. And uh, that's all that matters to me. You know, that's it. You know? For sure. So, For sure. Mikey, how's poker going? Uh, in and out. You know, that's normal as a poker player. You know, some good days, some bad days. You know, 
but uh, um, I'm kind of like taking some time off, working on the podcast and getting ready, you know, for the World Series. So, you know. Well, I good. wish you nothing but the best of luck in the world. Thank series. you so much, and thanks for calling in. And uh, hey, BB got reelected. That's all that matters. Oh my God, I was sweating this one out. Oh, I, mean, I was I was sweating that one out more than I was maybe sweating Trump out because right. uh, it was very important for Israel for BB to get reelected. For sure. So. For sure. All right, for my sure, man. Mike. Take care. For sure. Thanks for calling. You too, Mike. Bye-bye. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike the Mouth. Who's this? This is Michael. Michael. What's uh, going on you? on a Saturday night? Where are you from? Houston, Texas. Wow, it's a good place. Good place. It's so, all right. You, uh, <laughs> you pro-Trump, anti-Trump? What, what, what's your views? Uh, I voted for him. Okay. So you like what he's doing in the country, or do you have a lot of things you don't like? It's, it's hit and miss. It is hit and miss. I, I agree. It's, it's hit and miss with him. <laughs> I, listen, I, I say it all the time. You know, people think, oh, Mike's a right-wing crazy, and I'm a pro-Trump. No, I, I, I lean right, but I'm, I'm not. I call him out when he when he does shitty shit but it's tough the thing is it's tough to just call him out because the mainstream media is busy making up bullshit about him 90 percent of the time so uh he has enough call outs you know what i mean <laughs> absolutely absolutely i uh i agree with uh most of what he's doing he's he's a little wild but <laughs> yeah he's he's funny listen i think uh i think he, he should be a stand-up comedian more than the president of the united states but yeah I there mean, was uh what was he on he was on the comedy roast and he said uh what's the difference between uh donald j trump and a wet raccoon and he said a wet raccoon uh isn't worth seven billion fucking dollars or something whatever he said <laughs> there, you know though, crazy the funny thing is though is I don't even believe he's worth what he th- says he's worth. I think that's one of the reasons why he doesn't want to ever let anybody see his tax returns. <laughs> he's like, it's a, yeah. it's a big thing for him to say I'm a billionaire. He can, he, you know, can you imagine if it, they saw his tax returns and he wasn't a billionaire? That'd be worse than than fucking their fake collusion with Russia. That would be like the end of him politically. <laughs> he can say whatever yeah. he wants, but as long as fucking they don't find out he's not a billionaire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, he's, a, he's, he's a wild one. Yeah. Well, I gotta ask. Uh, did did you take uh, Tiger Woods fourteen to one? No, and uh, if uh, you'll listen, I think it was on my. Did you put that call up? You did. Yeah, I'm the. I'm, if you listen to my last podcast that was put up on Thursday, Friday, uh, I somebody had called in and asked me about Tiger Woods' chances in the Masters, and I said he's got no shot. He can't putt. And the truth of yeah. the matter is, if he was able to make four foot putts this week. He'd be winning by about six strokes. He's missed like God, he eight, four. Eight he, he's missed at least minimum of seven four-foot putts or less, and he's two <laughs> strokes back. So I, I kind of was right when I said that. But he's playing so yeah. good, he might overcome it. Um, I think I saw Helmuth. Helmuth took uh, Brooks Kepka. Uh, why? I, I think mean, twenty-one to one or something. Uh, I don't blame him. I mean, the guy's won three of the last like five majors. I mean, the guy gets no credit. <laughs> him and Molinari have been dominating the last two years, and they don't get no credit. Especially Molinari, he won the U.S. Open. He's been in like the top ten in like three of them, I think. So I mean, yeah. the people that are supposed to be there are there. Uh, I, I, like I said, I didn't think Tiger could putt well enough. And, uh, but if he, 
I mean, he's, <laughs> I guess he's where he's supposed to be because, I mean, he drained like six 20 footers and he missed like <laughs> seven four footers. So, I mean, I guess if he makes the four footers and misses the other ones, I mean, uh, I guess oh, yeah. maybe, maybe he's right where he's supposed to be. So who knows? I, Anyways, thanks yeah, for the I, call. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, Bye -bye. buddy. Take care. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, first time caller here. How you doing, Mike the Mouth? I'm doing all right. How are you? Who who am I talking? Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is uh, Jason B, a uh, poker player. I follow you on Twitter. Oh, cool, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I uh, I'm somewhat I'm somewhat anti-Trump. Okay, good. At this point, I well, I think. It, no doubt he was a better choice than Hillary. Okay. Well, that's, that's a and, fact. And, okay. And yeah. I'll, I'll never, so I, I'll I, never I, apologize for voting for Trump because, uh, you just didn't have a choice. I mean, you just, right. Didn't. And, uh, so I, uh, was happy about that in the beginning in the whole draining of the swamp, et right. cetera. Mm -hmm. But there seems to be various swamps, you know, yes. and, um, I'm, I'm I'm okay with the uh, relationship that we have with Israel, um, but very I important wish to me. that the, I wish the neoconservatism of like John Bolton and things of that nature. My my goal would be an end of perpetual warfare in our involvement in the Middle East. Yeah, I, I've come kind of unhappy with the uh, the two party system in general. Well, okay, we all are. We should be. Everybody uh, should be. And uh, without, I, I don't consider myself an extremist, but I am somewhat of a constitutionalist. Thank you. So in, am I. In that, in that here in America, that the our our governing body should be beholden to the people as is given to us by the Constitution. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yep. But the, so, the Democrats don't want that. They want to control our health care. They want to control uh, how we think. Group think they don't want people thinking for themselves, and uh, yes, it, it, yeah, and I agree with that. In there, so people, it's funny how the Democrats will say that they don't trust our government, etc., but they want to embrace socialism, which will make everybody more dependent on gov on government. Exactly, um, <laughs> it's it's insanity. It's absolutely. I was insanity. actually kind of pro Bernie, right. In the beginning, because I felt like he was fighting for the people. Correct. But I, I feel like he was he put, he committed political suicide when he went against the banks. Exactly. And and, and not only did he, and now if you listen, see I'm I, I listen to both the left, the right, everything. If you listen to sure. Bernie's message in 2019 compared to his, what his message was in 2016, it's completely opposite. It's it's left wing talking points that they must have told them the only way you can run as a Democrat is if you push these these um, identity politics and left wing talking points out, which now Bernie does. And so his economic message, which which he had in 2016 and is completely drowned out by his uh, by his identity politics and and trying to say oh racist Trump's a racist this a ra this oh he's uh, white nationalism and shit like that so uh, right. I don't see how Bernie even can win the nomination with the message he's putting out right now so I'm I'm willing to bet that um and I would probably choose for Trump to get reelected. 
Oh, he's a lock. This point. And, and, uh, but but, they, but they, the left has an ace up their sleeve that they haven't played yet. Yeah. In that, in that they are pushing legislation to make online voting legal for the 2020 election. Well, yeah, and if they get that, then then we're all then 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 they then they get everybody in. I, right. I've been, then the then the voting base is so much, and then you look at Beto and his oh, father-in-law God. is worth twenty billion dollars. Okay. Yeah. I, I, he's um, he's the worst. He's the absolute. He's everything they say Trump is. He is the yes. only guy I think running that really can destroy America. That's my opinion. I mean, really, right? And, and and then the the uh, the he also speaks fluent Spanish, but like his his ideas on immigration, I'm I'm pro. Uh, border control and, and from an economic standpoint in that you can even look at Canada and they, they are so-called progressives, but yet they have stricter border control than we do. Yes. So like basically in the, in the eighties when Reagan was in office, he kind of was pro immigration. Okay. Yep. I know. In that uh, corporate America wanted a, a cheap labor force. Yep. Uh, we, need it, we needed it. But now there's a paradigm shift in technology in that robotics and artificial Correct. intelligence are taking over all production lines. Correct. So that we, we, have, we have no need for an influx of massive uh, 100% uh, correct. Blue, blue collar labor, you yep. know. You're, you're 100%. Wow. You know. So let me ask. But here's what I want to know. What? Like sure. you called in, you said you're again. What is it again that about Trump you don't like? I I want a uh, as far as the Middle East is concerned, I want a at least a more diplomatic solution, and not not only militarily. Okay, right. but he, he we, he's it, pulling out. I mean, he's peace. He's pro against war. He's pulling all the troops from Syria. He's pulling all the troops from Afghanistan. Uh, he's pulling. He's got to leave a certain amount up in Iraq. I mean, he's doing things that no other president, like, has been for. I mean, but- what, what what I'm afraid of, Mike, is if you look uh, post World War II, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, over kind of an overabundance of supply, right? Uh, in that our production lines were so heavy during World War II that they were afraid that our consumption level would not be able to sustain the economy. Okay, correct. And so uh, there was this huge, uh, massive. The propaganda to embrace abundance and consumptionism. Right. And I feel that, that like the, a bubble can be created post nine 11. We, we moved to a, over a thousand different military industrial agencies. No, I agree. Okay. And so now there's like, as things are kind of winding down, so to speak in the middle East, it's almost like that void needs to be filled. And if you look historically, oh, that's, well, that's history, what scares me. Well, that's what scares me with this Venezuela. It's like, okay, they're they're pulling that out. Uh, are they going to go after Venezuela? If we, you know, if if he goes after Venezuela, he's going to lose a big chunk of his base. That because a lot of his base were like, you know, pro- America first. Uh, we're, we're you know we're staying out of wars, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're like all this negative about Maduro, whatever. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He is. But we don't need right. to be in any more regime changes. I mean, we don't need to police the fucking world. I just... I, my problem with Trump, with Trump is I believed he was going to be way more presidential than he is. And is there's a lot of things he says and does that are funny. Yeah. But let's be honest. If you have a 
seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old kid and you hear some of the rhetoric that comes out of it, you want your, you, your kids look up to their president, you know? Right. And, and these are the things that, those are the things that bother me because he's thinking, he's not, doesn't think past his base. And I think, I really wish that, that he would reach out to the other side of the aisle, especially now that the Russia hoax is behind behind him, that he goes right. he goes into African American communities that are left leaning and tells them, and and goes in to have town halls with them and to show them, hey, this is what I can do for you. This I'm not going to lie to you and just say. Uh, everybody's racist and racist and racist and, and, and white nationalism and white. And that, that's what the Democrats are going to run on t- 2020 is white nationalism and racism because they're using the Charlottesville hoax to make them look bad. And right. And his, we're so, we're so polarized right now. I'm afraid that uh, someone that can walk and talk like Beto and, and with a smile no is going to be more electable. Exactly. And then we, we know that we know with Obama that that, that worked, but his policies were terrible for Thank our you. country. Exactly. They were. And I try and tell people in the poker world this, that that people that, oh, Obama is the greatest president ever. What what the fuck do you know? You play poker for 20, 50,000 a hand. You don't know what right. Obama did to the middle class, how he annihilated the middle class. See, I, I, I've learned all this by when I've been homesick for fucking like three and a half years in the last four years. So beside orange man bad and you don't like how he talks and you don't like how he tweets, what don't you like about him? You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm trying to get people, you know, I want to hear what what policies do you dislike that that he puts forward? Sure. Yeah, I, I don't want to clog up all your air. No, it's good. Like, we got a, uh, we got a, uh, another phone call anyway coming in right now. But uh, I appreciate okay. I the call. Your show, and it was a pleasure speaking with you. You got it, my man. And uh, I'm glad you're listening. Tell all your friends to listen to my show. It's going to be the greatest podcast on I sure will. the planet. Have a good week. Take care, man. Bye bye. Bye. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Who am I talking to? My name is Berlin Brumley, Mike. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm going good, man. I've watched your poker career throughout. You've never met me officially, but you know what? I like to call in and just say, you know what? Above all and beyond, even though you got your little trials and tribulations earlier in your stage of your career playing poker and all that, overall, you're a great dude, and I could tell that. Thanks, I like bro. that. You, you got dignity, a big heart, and you show up for people, and that ain't a lot of people out there that do that, man. Uh, I just wanted to reach out with you. Hope you have a speedy recovery with the pain you're in, with your surgery and all that stuff. And I, I, appreciate I respect it. you a lot, man. It's true, man. I um, Everybody in the poke world knows I got a heart of gold. I, and when I had a lot of money, I gave it and staked everyone and helped everyone. And exactly. and every, everybody kind of forgets where they come from. And uh, unfortunately, I got sick and kind of cost me everything. And uh, mm-hmm. it's amazing. uh everybody forgets where they come from but uh i appreciate that a lot it means a lot to me yeah you're a good dude man i could already tell i used to play poker too but not at the other level but you're i I like i played with daniel a couple times in toronto back in the day day back like in the early early 2000s like late 99 yeah i like that man i just wanted to reach out to you bud i appreciate it man thanks for the call it means a lot to me man okay take care all right man you have a good you take care have a good evening right you too the mouthpiece thanks for listening to episode four part one and join us tomorrow for episode four part two of the mouthpiece the mouthpiece